Hi, I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to the Luminous Star channel. I'll give you 10,000 kisses if I could, but thank you so much for helping us to grow. Thank you so much for making this happen. What are some of the Machiavellian ways that narcissists and some plus B personality types tend to idealize? discard and devalue. A lot of us probably have some experience with that. First off, we're gonna talk about the Svengali methods that narcissists tend to idealize. Seduction, charm, neuro-linguistic programming are just some of the Svengali methods that narcissists and some cluster personality types use to idealize us. These tend to be very subtle. In other words, they're not very clear until it's too late or when the relationship has gone on for a little while. When the female narcissist meets her match, sometimes there is romance in the air, but of course not sincere romance. The female narcissist, if she chooses to become involved romantically with the male counterpart, she's usually up to something else, okay? Of course she's up to obtaining source supply. Her main objective is to get source supply, to maintain her false self-image. This male narcissist may have a lot of money. This male narcissist may be rubbing elbows with influential people that she wants to get next to. See, it all depends on what she's after. So she may become romantically involved. She may become sexually involved. With this male narcissist. It all depends again. What she's really after. She will not risk being put down. Or ensnared. By this male counterpart or match. Intuitively again. She knows that the male narcissist. Is her match. She knows to a certain extent. What he's capable of. Because she is capable of the same thing. The sexual tension between these two usually is very intense okay but again they are extreme opposites some female narcissists conclude that it is better to conspire with her male counterpart or match in order to obtain a large source supply that they may be competing for she will set up the scenario to ensure that she is at the advantage of obtaining possibly a lifelong source supply from a particular targeted prey. The female narcissist's methods for obtaining source supply usually is more covert or hidden, unlike her male counterpart or the male narcissist. She will set up a scenario making sure that she is more favored. She wants to make sure that she has a little bit more of the supply than her male counterpart, or at least that the outcome is more in her favor, if anything. So she may conspire with her male counterpart or the male narcissist, but she's going to set up the scenario to make sure that she gets a bigger piece of the pie. Okay? She's going to do that. If she's a true female narcissist or a cluster personality, this is exactly what she's going to do. If sex is the weapon of choice, the female narcissist will make no hesitation to carry out her intent to obtain source supply at the expense of the targeted prey, whomever he or she may be. Sex is not a means of celebrating a union with others. Rather, to the female narcissist, sex is used to control and dominate others into submission by covert means in order to obtain source supply. Female narcissists will use whomever or whatever necessary to obtain source supply. So absolutely no one is really safe around the female narcissist. Unfortunately, many have found through trial and error that the female narcissist is not to be underestimated. Let's move forward. During the sex act, the female narcissist has the ability, like all females, to read her partner this reading is due to energy transference, which naturally takes place during sexual intercourse. Her predatory senses are heightened, and her ability to read all her sexual partners are taken to another level. 
which can and often is used to triangulate them to her in a twisted way. Just like I mentioned before, the female narcissist will use her sexual proudness to triangulate others. Will use to finally discard of a person 
If this is a family situation, they will cut you out of the will. Sometimes they will emotionally blackmail people in order to get them to be legally bound to him or her, such as a marriage, children, a cohabitation situation, or a common in-law situation. So the relationship, you know in your soul, the relationship is over, but you're legally bound to this person that you know don't love you. And you may not know, you may no longer be in love with him or her, but you're legally tied to each other. You're legally bound. So this is another way of discarding of you as they go out for new supply. After we have experienced codependent narcissistic relationships, let's just face it, we need a very safe environment to express what we've gone through. We need to unload, okay? We need to vent. We need to be able to focus on thriving forward. And we need someone around us that's going to support us and cheer us on to do that. After a narcissist and custody personality type idealize a person, devalues them, and finally discards them, sometimes even to try to hoover them back in, let's just face it, after we go through all of that, sometimes this is how some of us end up. Hi, welcome to the channel, Luminous Star. All of you who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much for being my stars. Thank you for motivating me to keep this channel, Luminous Star, active. All of you who are visiting for the first time, you already know what it is. Hit that subscription button below. <laughs> Become a part of the Star family. Thank you so much for your time, and I wish everybody the very best. Today's video is the female narcissist dysfunctional behavior in romantic relationships. Of course, I'm going to be going over a few points as well as a few tools. Please mind the description box below for further details such as the references and resources. First point, there are many women who have daddy issues which stem from their childhood. If those issues remain unresolved, she will more than likely continue to repeat certain romantic relationship mistakes that will keep her far from obtaining intimacy in romantic relationships. Next point. The female narcissist is no exception to this dynamic. However, her daddy issues are more complex due to either one or both parents being narcissists or she has vowed to never love because her parents, particularly her father, did not provide her the loving validation she desired and needed as a little girl. Therefore, her issues remain unresolved. Next point. 
due to choosing to unconsciously reenact her unresolved childhood trauma and or painful daddy issues, the female narcissist often seeks source supply from romantic partners who remind her of the first man who broke her heart, which is her father. Pause. So many female narcissists, actually many females in general, but we're just talking about the female narcissists here. They usually seek men or partners who have similar traits or remind her of her father. So what happens when she becomes romantically involved? The female narcissist will emotionally bully the partner into complying to play her daddy or her father. In other words, the romantic partner will play a very dysfunctional role as the female narcissist reenacts her childhood trauma or unresolved painful issues, her painful daddy issues. That part actually isn't her fault. What's sad is that the female narcissist now as an adult, she's still emotionally a little girl. Why is that? Because she's still seeking the validation and the love and approval from her father, the first man who broke her heart. So that's, you know, that's one of the reasons for her reenacting the childhood trauma and the unresolved issues. This is not the partner's fault. So the female narcissist unconsciously reenacts her unresolved childhood trauma and or her painful daddy issues while emotionally bullying her romantic partners to play the role of daddy. Okay, so either way you look at it, it's, it's pretty sad. However, it's not the fault of the romantic partner. Really want to make that clear. It is not his or her fault that the female narcissist has the daddy issues that go unresolved or the childhood trauma that goes unresolved. Let's move on. It is possible that she has secretly vowed revenge or payback against her narcissistic parents, particularly her father. Her romantic partners will end up complying to play dysfunctional roles in order for her to reenact her unresolved childhood trauma. Next point. The female narcissist has not been taught particularly by her father what the nature of men are and the characteristics of men in general who represent balance, stability, and overall health. A part of the tragedy is that the female narcissist has not been taught not only who men generally are in his stable and or balanced state, she has not been taught how to attract and be attractive to such men. She hasn't been taught by her father what a real man is. Number two, the female narcissist has not been taught how to attract or be appealing to such a man who would make her a great partner. Let's move forward. The female narcissist has been taught, however, to become self-destructive, displaying one who has a primarily predatory nature. She can be seductive and seem nourishing. However, this is part of the grooming process of targeted prey. Somehow she will seem insincere to those who are genuine. Pause. That last sentence, I think it's the highlightable sentence in this point. Because the female narcissist can fool some of the people some of the time. But you got it. She cannot fool all the people all the time. Somehow she will seem insincere to those who are 100. Okay, so the people who are real, the realist, will see right through the female narcissist. The female narcissist is one who is self-destructive, no doubt. So she will demonstrate one who has a predatory nature or primarily a predatory nature, because sometimes she will put on the charm and she will be very seductive. And when it comes to children, she will seem nourishing. She will seem to be the motherly type. This is a grooming process for the targeted prey who may be a child or who may be a romantic partner or potential romantic partner or even a spouse, someone that she may be already involved with. This, again, is part of the grooming process 
She's not sincere. So she is not sincerely or genuinely nourishing. Now to a child or an adult who may be a targeted prey, if they are genuine or if they are 100, they'll see right through it. All right, so let's move on. Unfortunately, those who may seek to devalue the female narcissist or any other woman for that matter, will seek out her vulnerabilities and attempts to capitalize from it. This is a sign of those with a predatory nature, a negative agenda, and possibly a cluster B personality or narcissistic personality. Pause. So the female narcissist may come across someone who will see certain vulnerabilities or weaknesses in her. However, this person is a person who may have a predatory nature, a negative agenda, or seeking to capitalize from her weaknesses. The female narcissist is not immune to meeting her male counterpart or her match. She will usually choose to conspire for source supply with such men, but she is less likely to become romantically involved with them due to this type of man being her competition for potential source supply, depending upon the circumstances. Pause. So the female narcissist, just like any other female, she can meet her match. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. She's not immune to that. Here's what's interesting. If the female narcissist meets her match, whether it's male or female, and there's maybe a potential for romantic involvement, what's going to happen is that this female narcissist will probably choose not to become romantically involved with this female or male who is her match. Instead, she will choose to conspire with him or her for source supply. What's that saying? If you can't beat them, join them. Okay, there's power in numbers, so on and so forth. The female narcissist has this type of mindset. So instead of becoming romantically involved with him or her from a genuine place, the female narcissist, should she meet her match, she is more than likely to conspire with him or her for source supply. Her match usually is competition for potential source supply. So depending upon the circumstances, she will choose to conspire with her match rather than becoming romantically involved. Example, she meets her match and there's competition for potential supply. She will conspire with that person. So they will both get source supply, but of course a little bit more for her than a competition. Let's move forward. Characteristics of female narcissists. She can be very dominating. She will seek to emasculate. She can be extremely competitive, very materialistic. In other words, love money and probably will not be very frugal. She will probably spend, you know, and spend and spend and spend. <laughs> All right. So she tends to be very materialistic and usually shows no remorse if all of her spending results in debt. Very interesting. The female narcissist can be when it comes to money. Thinks that she is more special than anyone. Obsessed with appearance. She can be histrionic. Pause. I want to go to obsessed with appearance. There are many female narcissists who are so obsessed with their appearance that they will have plastic surgery after plastic surgery. You ever seen those females who look like Barbie dolls, yet they don't look natural? They have the breast done. They have the derriere done or the backside or the butt. They have all of that stuff done, yet they can't seem to stop. And they are totally convinced that it looks very good or it really improves her looks. So female narcissists are obsessed when it comes to their physicality or their physical appearance. They don't really care about their inner beauty, if there is any, for that matter. Let's move forward. Characteristics of narcissistic female offenders. Number one. Loss of spouse due to death or divorce. History of drug or alcohol abuse. 
low self-esteem, absence of mother and or father during childhood, feelings of alienation and isolation, compulsive sexual activity, sexual victimization as a little girl. And I want to encourage you to go ahead and do some research on this. Tool number one, take steps to discontinue enabling female narcissists by using tactics such as the silent treatment, sulking, being reactionary, and avoidance of any relationship challenges. Effective communication demonstrates personal boundaries, practice, which female narcissists tend to not do. Pause. Female narcissists do not practice or believe in personal boundaries. So effective communication is something, believe it or not, she will not really value. A lot of, you know, a lot of females out there really value effective communication when it comes to their personal relationships. However, this particular female, which is a female narcissist, does not place high value on effective communication because she does not practice personal boundaries. She's more of a reactionary person. So if she can get you to be reactionary, she feeds off of your energy field. So try not to enable her by becoming reactionary yourself. Another way of enabling the female narcissist is to go into the silent treatment. You are enabling her to continue to act as she does because you're going into the silent treatment. And if you sulk, same thing. All of this enables, not discourages, it enables the female narcissist. And if you avoid any of the relationship challenges, because it kind of goes into the silent treatment, the sulking and being reactionary. So every relationship, even the best relationships, has challenges. However, when it comes to the female narcissist, if you use tactics such as silent treatment, sulking, being reactionary, so with the female narcissist, what will enable her or encourage her to keep on behaving as she does is tactics such as the silent treatment, sulking, being reactionary, and avoidance. See, all of this will encourage her to continue to do what she's doing. She will see no reason to change because she's not being challenged. When it comes to the female narcissist, she's not practicing personal boundaries. She doesn't believe in it. She doesn't have any values when it comes to personal boundaries. She does. She lacks principles as well. So when you practice effective communication, you are practicing personal boundaries. Female narcissists do not practice personal boundaries. So they don't effectively communicate. They're trying to get you to be reactionary because they are reactionary. Once you are reactionary, the female narcissist will feed off of your energy field. Emotions are energy in motion. So if you're going off or being reactionary, see, she's going to feed off of your energy field. If you use the silent treatment, silence to the female narcissist means agreement. That's what that means. If you're sulking, that means that you have been defeated. I know that's probably a terrible analogy, but stick with me here. Picture someone in the corner slumping. They're sulking. They've been defeated. So when you are sulking, in the eyes of the female narcissist, she has defeated you. Why encourage her or enable her in that way? Why do that? <laughs> okay? So being reactionary, again, is acting out. So if you are being reactionary, that means that you're not taking responsibility for your own emotions. The female narcissist, again, will feel and see that you have been defeated by her. So she will feel like she has dominated you because you're going off. In her mind, she is able to push your buttons. In other words, she's able to control you, like taking a remote control, pointing it to the television and pressing any button she pleases. And something will happen. So if you're reactionary, you are unconsciously enabling the female narcissist. And when you avoid, again, she may look at that as you're being silent. You are in agreement. 
okay and again going right back to her feeling and thinking and looking at you as a person that she has defeated and dominated so avoidance doesn't work either next tool demonstrate who you are without apology by your emotional spiritual psychological and mental growth your life has purpose pause so yes instead of arguing back and forth and being reactionary demonstrate who you are without apologizing for it this leaves the female narcissist no place to go trust and believe that <laughs> okay you don't have to trust and believe me just try it out so demonstrate who you are without apology by your emotional spiritual psychological and mental growth basically your overall growth just demonstrate who you are because your life does have purpose don't apologize for it defend and honor it without apology next tool remember that it is not your fault for the emotional condition that the female narcissist may be in it may be a game changer choosing not to attempt to become a father figure to the female narcissist pause i don't mean to make this sound cruel no male on this planet no male can replace her original father whether she has known him or not now there are wonderful men on this planet that can be a father figure to any female he cannot replace her original father even if she never knew her original father okay so it may be a game changer not to attempt to become a father figure to the female narcissist instead demonstrate who you are without apology so even if this is not a romantic situation this is one of the best ways to demonstrate to any female narcissist that all men on this planet are not someone that's going to be out to hurt her or who has hurt her the female narcissist is a wounded little girl in a woman's body Okay? So, it may be best not to attempt to even become a father figure to her at all. Just demonstrate who you are without apology. Believe it or not, that is the best thing. That is the best gift that you can give any female for that matter, yet alone the female narcissist. Without trying to figure her out. Okay? Let's move forward. Questions. Question number 1. Do you often have thoughts and desires of rescuing, saving or changing the female narcissist? Question number 2. Are there particular words and or actions that the female narcissist says or does that influences certain emotions such as anger in you? Third question. What is the purpose of your relationship with the female narcissist? Once you've answered this question, you are less likely to repeat this scenario again with any future romantic interest. Last and final question: What are narcissists and one with a cluster B personality according to the DSM-5? References and resources. Please check out in the description box below the references and resources. Now I want to say something about the questions I just went over. Question number 1, do you often have thoughts and desires of rescuing, saving or changing the female narcissist? Well, having a strong sense of obligation and or responsibility is understandable, especially if children are involved in your romance with the female narcissist. When it comes to attempting to try to change anyone, that's just something that a lot of us are not going to be able to do. That is to change someone else. So it's best to just go ahead and accept that this person is who they are and do what you can for the children. Question number 2. Are there particular words and or actions that the female narcissist says or does that influences certain emotions such as anger in you? If this occurs regularly, clarify your intentions by defining your definition of love and relationships. It's amazing how a lot of us don't have the same definition of love or relationships that our partners do. So there's two people romantically involved, yet they don't share the same values. 
and their definition of love and relationships are so different that they don't really relate to each other. They really don't have resonance with one another, yet they're romantically involved and wondering why there's so much chaos and drama in the relationship. More than likely, it's because it's two people who are romantically involved that lack resonance with one another. It's not that they hate each other. It's just that they lack resonance. And their values are so different from one another that they're naturally going to grow in different directions. Separation is an illusion. These two people or these partners, they're going to naturally grow in different directions. The third question, what is the purpose of the relationship with the female narcissist? Yeah, so once you answer that question, you are less likely to repeat the scenario that is very painful again with any future partner. When people answer that question, what is the purpose of this relationship? It gives them a very clear perspective. What is the purpose of the relationship with the female narcissist? Once you answer that question, it's a game changer. Fourth question, what are narcissists and one with a cluster B personality? According to the DSM-5, a lot of us are mislabeling other people that we've had difficulties with. Now, the reason for their so-called bad behavior may not have anything to do with a person who has a narcissistic personality or a cluster B personality. May I suggest just looking at the DSM-5 and finding out what narcissists are and what a cluster B personality is and comparing it with your personal experiences with the female narcissist. You may find that it's quite different. In other words, her behavior may not be because she has a cluster B personality or a narcissistic personality. It may be something else. Either way, it's not your fault. All right? And having said all that, I want to go ahead and thank everybody for joining me today. I'm Luminous Star. Stay tuned for more videos. Hi, I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. All of you who are current subscribers, you already know what's coming. Mwah. Thank you so much for your subscription. Thank you for motivating me and keeping me inspired to keep this channel active. All of my stars, Special shout out to you who are telling the stories. Thank you for telling your stories. You inspire me. You inspire the world. You never know who's going to resonate with your story. So keep sharing your stories. Not only are you thriving forward, I'm thriving forward. We're thriving forward together. I just want to take a little time out and thank my stars especially. Our channel is growing. Our community is growing. So as the star family increases and we share our stories, we are not only thriving forward together, but we inspire other people to thrive forward as well. You never know who's going to resonate with your story. So again, special shout out to all of my stars who are sharing their stories. Everyone who's watching for the first time, welcome to Luminous Star and join the star family by hitting that subscription button below. Today's video is the female narcissist sexual weaponry is lethal. So I'm going to be going over a few points, some tools, mind the description box below for that disclaimer and also for references and resources to today's video. And of course, share and like this video. I'm Luminous Star. Let's get on with the video. Hi, I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to the channel. The female narcissist sexual weaponry is lethal. will sexually molest children to obtain supply. 
I want to go ahead and talk about that a little bit before I move on. You know, female narcissists usually have a very strange relationship with their sons while seemingly choosing to uh, their daughters to scapegoat. Okay, so while some female narcissists who have sons, especially the eldest son, she tends to choose the eldest son to have sexual relationships with while she seemingly chooses the eldest daughter to scapegoat within a, a dysfunctional family. Very fascinating, very sick and sadistic. This is something that usually happens though with female narcissists. Not all, but you will find this. Some female narcissists will sexually molest children for source of supply. Just wanted to point that out. To you, the details of the story are graphic and they are disturbing. Today, we are learning that more charges are likely against the Grant County mother accused of raping her own children and a two-week-old infant she was babysitting live on a webcam. Pamela Ortega told police she performed sex acts on these children. This is the mother now charged with child rape of her own children, accused of performing sex acts on her eight-year-old daughter and six-year-old son, as well as a two-week-old infant she was babysitting. that when it comes to the female narcissist or females who have a cluster personality, okay, when they are having sex with their partners. Now, I'm really going to zero in on mothers who have daughters who are having sex with a partner or a lover who has sexually molested her daughter. When that mom is having sex with her partner, she is gathering information about the partner. She's a receiver. She's a female. The mom is. So is the daughter. But this is what I'm really getting at. This is one of the reasons why mothers and daughters often are trauma bonded when there is the uh, issue of the daughter being sexually molested by the sexual partners of her mother. Because the mother, when she is having sex with her lovers, it could be a husband, it could be someone on the side, whoever the mom is choosing to have sex with, when she is having sex with those partners who some of them or all of them or one of them has also violated sexually her daughter, this is also how the trauma bonding can stay intact. Also, this is how triangulation stays active and intact. Because when you have sex with people, when we all have sex, we are the energy transference is taking place. The sexual energy transference is taking place. So when mom is having sex with someone that has also violated sexually her daughter, this is how that low energy vibration remains intact. This is also why some daughters are experiencing certain emotions that are very intense such as anger towards the mom the mom is having sex with people or a person who has sexually violated the daughter so when the mom is having sex with these individuals she is also gathering information about the people of whom she's having sex why she's a female she's a receiver she can read their dna she can read that person's essence so the predators that the mom chooses to have sex with, she has knowledge. Maybe not consciously, but the mother has knowledge of how or who this person is of whom she's having sex with. In other words, she knows intuitively that this is a predator that she's having sex with. She's reading the person. She receives the person, so she really does know the person. Just like the Bible says, you come to know the person that you have sex with. First point, many female narcissists are predatory in nature and tend to be somatic or vain beyond the average female. Seduction is the name of her game, and it is usually played out masterfully by covert means. The female narcissist does have a predatory nature. However, she also tends to be very vain. Or, since we're talking about a narcissist here, and a cluster personality, she tends to be somatic. Somatic narcissists are very obsessed with their looks. So they tend to be 
above average vein. So this is why the female narcissist is usually vain beyond the average female. Or she tends to be somatic or somatic narcissist. One who is obsessed with her physical looks. Let's move forward. Not only is the female narcissist a master at seduction, she is quite the chameleon, demonstrating the ability to switch up and adapt to various situations in order to obtain sources of supply from several targeted prey at once. Her false self-image is well hidden behind many types of masks that rarely slip off. Therefore, she is not easily detected. This is also why a lot of female narcissists are covert narcissists. Not all, but a lot of them are. So she is not easily detected. The female narcissist is not easily found out because her mask rarely slip off. So she tends to be more of a covert narcissist as well as a somatic narcissist. And she does know how to switch up and adapt to various situations in order to gather sources of supply from several targeted prey all at once. The female narcissist is a master at this. Let's move forward. If the female narcissist is met by her male match or counterpart, she will size him up and quickly assess the circumstances, seeking to find the most effective way to use him for source supply before making a quick and clean break. A lot of female narcissists are very good with seduction. However, if she meets her match or her male counterpart, well, she does assess the circumstances. In other words, she's quickly sizing him up to figure out how she's going to get everything she can from him before making a clean break. She knows intuitively that this is her match. The male narcissist, the male cluster B personality, no matter if he's covert or overt, it doesn't matter if he's a malignant narcissist. If he is a narcissist, nonetheless, the female narcissist or cluster B personality will know this intuitively. So she knows she's met her match or her male counterpart. She will figure out how she can obtain source supply from him by any means necessary. And she will have a plan on how to have a clean break. If she's going to make the clean break. Let's move forward. Romance will be the furthest thing from her mind. She may become jealous, mainly due to not being able to tame him as well as she is accustomed to with the others. She will not risk being put down or ensnared by her male counterpart or match. Therefore, these two tend to repel due to being diametric or extreme opposites who share a strange yet intense attraction for one another, which means the sexual tension tends to be present when they are around one another or each other. Well, when the female narcissist meets her match, sometimes... There is romance in the air, but of course, not sincere romance. The female narcissist, if she chooses to become involved romantically with the male counterpart, she's usually up to something else, okay? Of course, she's up to obtaining source supply. Her main objective is to get source supply, to maintain her false self-image. This male narcissist may have a lot of money. This male narcissist may be rubbing elbows with influential people that she wants to get next to. See, it all depends on what she's after. So she may become romantically involved. She may become sexually involved with this male narcissist. It all depends, again, what she's really after. She will not risk being put down or ensnared by this male counterpart or match. Intuitively, again, she knows that the male narcissist is her match. She knows to a certain extent what he's capable of because she is capable of the same thing. The sexual tension between these two 
usually is very intense. Okay? But again, they are extreme opposites. Some female narcissists conclude that it is better to conspire with her male counterpart or match in order to obtain a large source supply that they may be competing for. She will set up the scenario to ensure that she is at the advantage of obtaining possibly a lifelong source supply from a particular targeted prey. The female narcissist's methods for obtaining source supply usually is more covert or hidden, unlike her male counterpart or the male narcissist. She will set up a scenario making sure that she is more favored. She wants to make sure that she has a little bit more of the supply than her male counterpart, or at least that the outcome is more in her favor, if anything. So she may conspire with her male counterpart or the male narcissist, but she's going to set up the scenario to make sure that she gets a bigger piece of the pie. Okay, she's going to do that. If she's a true female narcissist or a cluster B personality, this is exactly what she's going to do. So when she conspires with the male counterpart or the male narcissist, once again, she's going to make sure she gets a larger piece of the pie. The female narcissist will also make sure that she supplies her male counterpart enough, whereas he won't mind that she gets a bigger piece of the pie. Either way you look at it, the female narcissist is going to make sure that she's the one that's coming out on top, so to speak, when it comes to conspiring with the male narcissist. Because they both may be trying to get source supply from the same targeted prey. This does happen. We may not hear about this so much, but this does happen. You get two narcissists that may be focused on one particular targeted prey. A female narcissist will conspire with a male narcissist if they are both looking to get source supply from one particular targeted prey. Example, a female narcissist may be married to a male narcissist. They may choose one child in the dysfunctional family to use as a scapegoat. The female narcissist and the male narcissist in the dysfunctional family tend to feed off of the same scapegoated child. This is usually the case. Usually we don't like to talk about this, but it happens. There have been some who have spoken about their own personal experiences of being in a dysfunctional family, whereas both parents were narcissists and they were the scapegoated child. This is why I just mentioned and I use that as an example. If you have a female narcissist married to a male narcissist and they have children, they tend to choose one child to scapegoat. Both the male and female narcissists who are parents in a dysfunctional family, they tend to pinpoint that scapegoated child for source supply. All of the children, for that matter, are being used for source supply. But I pointed out the scapegoated child because the scapegoated child is usually the target. That prey. is the child that both parents who are narcissists tends to focus on more than the other children for source supply. This is why I use that example. For if a female narcissist conspires with a male narcissist and they both are looking to obtain supply, usually lifelong supply, from a particular targeted prey. Let's move forward. If sex is the weapon of choice, the female narcissist will make no hesitation to carry out her intent to obtain source supply at the expense of the targeted prey, whomever he or she may be. Sex is not a means of celebrating a union with others. Rather, to the female narcissist, sex is used to control and dominate others into submission by covert means in order to obtain source supply. So even though the female narcissist usually has covert means to obtain the source supply, she will use sex to obtain the source supply. This is also how she uses triangulation via sex. Example, 
If there's a child in the dysfunctional family who is being sexually molested and both parents are narcissists, the parents will come together to conspire with one another again to obtain source supply from the targeted prey who is the scapegoated child. When sexual intercourse happens, energy transference happens. This is how triangulation and trauma bonding can happen. Emotion is energy in motion. We are all comprised of energy. So whenever we interact physically, sexually, verbally with each other, energy transference naturally takes place. So you have the female narcissist and the male narcissist heading a dysfunctional family household. And some of those children or one of those children or all of those children are being sexually molested. This is how triangulation and trauma bonding remain intact because of energy transference. So now we can see how trauma bonding and triangulation remain intact and ongoing via energy transference, via sexual intercourse between male and female narcissists who are parents heading a dysfunctional family household. Let's move forward. Many have found through trial and error that it is not a good idea to underestimate the intuitiveness and psychic ability of the female narcissist and how she uses these abilities to obtain source supply, leaving others devastated in her wake. No one has a trick bag full of abracadabras like the female narcissist. The female narcissist definitely has a big trick bag full of abracadabras and she will work them to her advantage. The female narcissist usually is very intuitive. Sometimes she seems to have a psychic ability, and some of them do have a psychic ability. The female narcissist will use everything she has in order to obtain source supply, whether that's her sexual proudness, her feminine wiles, to her intuitiveness, to her possibly psychic ability. What this means is that no one who is around the female narcissist is safe. She can ruin a lot of people's lives. She can devastate a lot of people. That means children, whether they are hers or anyone else's, spouses, exes, lovers, sexual partners, co-workers, friends, business partners, those that she may associate with, family members, it doesn't matter. The female narcissist will use whomever or whatever necessary to obtain source supply. So absolutely no one is really safe around the female narcissist. Unfortunately, many have found through trial and error that the female narcissist is not to be underestimated. Let's move forward. During the sex act, the female narcissist has the ability, like all females, to read her partner. This reading is due to energy transference, which naturally takes place during sexual intercourse. Her predatory senses are heightened, and her ability to read all her sexual partners are taken to another level, which can and often is used to triangulate them to her in a twisted way. Just like I mentioned before, the female narcissist will use her sexual proudness to triangulate others. That includes children. Let's not make any mistake about that. Her predatory senses are heightened during the sex act because this is energy transference taking place. This is a natural thing that takes place, by the way. We can't help it because we're all comprised of energy. So whenever we are engaging in sex with anyone, the energy transference will naturally take place. So the female narcissist, she does have the ability to read her partner. Every female has that ability. So when she is having sex with her partner, the female narcissist is obtaining information about her partner. She can read their DNA. She can carry their DNA 
because she can become pregnant. So when a female narcissist is reading her sexual partners, she is gathering information. That person doesn't have to verbally tell her certain things about themselves. The sexual partner can be read from the female narcissist without them saying one word. A female is a receiver. Therefore, she can carry the DNA of a male sexual partner. When the female narcissist does this, she's thinking of all kinds of ways that she can obtain source supply. If she is impregnated by any of her sexual partners, again, she usually will see that child as another lifelong source supply. The female narcissist is very masterful and cunning in the ways that she thinks of obtaining source supply via covert measures, meaning she's very clever. She knows how to obtain source supply in a quiet manner, yet it is very devastating to those who are on the receiving end. The female narcissist has a predatory nature. Unfortunately, she is not easily detected because her means of attaining source supply is usually covert. First tool, take steps to face the reality that the female narcissist is a person who has detached from that aspect of herself which would enable her to feel empathy and love for others. She has vowed not to love. Therefore, she does not naturally feel and or express higher vibrational emotions like most women. The emotions that the female narcissist tends to feel is anger and jealousy. I pointed out those two emotions because a lot of female narcissists tend to be very jealous. Very jealous. Okay? And they tend to be very angry, becoming easily annoyed and irritated. The female narcissist has vowed not to love. So the higher vibrational frequency is love, but she tends not to feel or express that, not in a genuine manner. The female narcissist lacks empathy. However, she can feel and express sympathy. When a person expresses and feels sympathy for you, they don't have to resonate with you. When a person feels empathy and when they express empathy for you, it is because they can resonate with you. They have gone through what you have gone through. However, when a person expresses sympathy like a female narcissist can, that does not mean she's gone through what you've gone through. More than likely, she hasn't. However, she can imagine what you may be going through. Next tool, remember that your life has purpose regardless of your painful experiences with the female narcissist. Do not apologize for reclaiming your life in order to continue to thrive forward. No, there's no reason for you to apologize, especially to the female narcissist. Remember that your life does have purpose regardless of the painful experiences you've had with the female narcissist. You don't belittle your experiences and you're certainly probably not going to forget it. However, Regardless of that painful experience, your life has purpose. Do not apologize for that. Don't apologize for thriving forward and reclaiming your life. If you have been involved with a female narcissist, she has already done enough damage. You definitely don't owe her anything at this point. Doesn't matter who the female narcissist is. Increase your knowledge on female narcissists, love addiction, and addiction. Understand that for most mental health care counselors, narcissistic abuse is a fairly uncharted medical concept. If you want to go online and start looking for a therapist or counselor that specializes in narcissistic abuse, you can find it. It may take a little time for you to find it, but you'd have to be willing to do your research. You have to be willing to commit to your own healing process. So there's a lot of mental health care counselors 
and professionals and practitioners who are really at a loss when it comes to narcissistic abuse. So there seems to be an increase of therapists and counselors who specialize in narcissistic abuse. They they do seem to be increasing. It's gradual, but it's better than saying there's none out there, okay? Just got to be willing to do the research. Last tool, except that you will not be able to change the female narcissist. After all, you are most likely not the cause for her unresolved pain. Demonstrate your personal growth and the female narcissist will come to join you where you are in life if she is genuine. So this, this goes for really anybody. When you demonstrate your personal growth and when you're sincere, that person will join you where you are in life. He or she will not try to change you. They will not be so threatened that they will exit or make a quick exit. If that person is genuine like you're genuine, more than likely they're going to want to invest in a relationship. So demonstrate your personal growth. Be who you are. Don't apologize for it. If the female narcissist is sincere, okay, I know that's a slim chance to know, but I'm just saying, if the female narcissist is sincere, when you demonstrate your personal growth, she will join you where you are. That's how you can tell if there's a chance that you can have a good relationship with this person or not. References and resources. You can find the references and resources in the description box below. I'm Luminous Star. I want to thank everybody for joining me today or tonight. Wherever you may be right now, I wish you the very best. Stay tuned for more videos.